I'm talking to uh, Ken, who's a guitar pupil, has had lessons for how long now, Ken? Coming up to the end of the second year. The second year? Yeah. And he's been my tune school guinea pig. So I'm told. Right, what was your first uh, music that you got into? You bought? The first record that I bought was from a band called Wizard. Uh, oh, right. Which coincidentally are a Birmingham, or were, sorry, mm. a Birmingham band formed by a guy called Roy Wood, who's still kicking. Um, the first band, I suppose, that I started buying albums from. Uh, it's probably quite shameful to say, but it was probably status quo. That's right. Good um, songs. And at the time, there was a bit of rivalry, I think, at school <laughs> between. People who who followed status quo and people who followed Thin Lizzy, um, both of which I bought the albums for. But at the at the plucky age of fourteen, I bought my first ticket uh, to go and see status quo live on my own. Um, wow, they were in good. City. Yeah, they were. They had this thing called Dry Ice. They put on a show. Mm. Uh, they yeah. weren't a band who were just going to stand there with a few a few lights and that was it yeah. it was more um a whole a whole show so i was quite taken by live music then i i walk away disappointed now if people haven't given consideration to the fact that they're there to entertain yeah the public and um heaven knows tickets for some bands now aren't cheap no, they're very expensive. Yeah, so if you if you're you're hardworking people, who've probably got lots of other things to can, to can spend their money on, buy a ticket. I would feel duty bound uh, to put on a show. Yeah, you know, no, at I least agree. send them away happy. So yeah, so I got the bug then, just from watching that that first act to jumping on and off the bus and. Um, watching anybody that I could and listening to anybody that I could just to see whether I liked it or not. And it's a personal taste thing. You know, I went to watch a band, an American band called Devo, uh, who aren't everybody's cup of tea, but was thoroughly entertained by how wacky they were and how they used synthesizers, which weren't... Depeche Mode were a, a twinkle in somebody's eye then. Yeah, right. yeah. But they used these things called synthesizers to to add to the music I was very taken with that and I was <laughs> insisted to go and watch a band called Rush this one time and um, I left the building thinking well that's three hours of my life I'm never getting back and it's just um, it's just personal taste but I'd, I'd encourage anybody to go and listen to as much yeah. variety as they possibly can and you, you never know you never know what you're going to hear yeah, because a good song's a good song. Yeah. Um, that's good. And did that inspire you to play an instrument? No, my dad inspired me to play an Your instrument. Dad my dad was a jazz drummer. Right. And, um, you know, drums are very expensive. Mm. And noisy. And noisy. And large, mm. you know. You couldn't have turned around to your parents and said, buy me a drum kit. It was just mm. ridiculous. So eventually, after him teaching me how to play drums on upturned pots and pans. First of all, all right. probably my mother was getting fed up with me dis destroying her kitchenware. <laughs> uh, 
but secondly I'd started earning and so the agreement was with my dad for every pound I raised he'd match me and I bought my first um, my first premiere um, I think it was only a four shell kit and then bit by bit I added symbols and uh, improved things and then moved up the range um, you was a teenager at this point Teenager, early 20s, but then my sporting career then kicked in and uh, work and all that kind of stuff. Skip forward 10, 15 years of executive management. We found that the managing director was a bass player. Right. The treasurer was a lead guitarist. The finance director was a rhythm guitarist and I was the drummer. And I went out and bought... um, a synthesised drum kit, a rolling kit, and we formed a management band. We performed at a big kickoff. It was a big corporation that I was working for. And it must have taken the audience around about three songs until they realised who was up on stage. <laughs> uh, and we did, wow. the, we did the commitments and we did just, yeah. Yeah, just all sorts of stuff. And that's, then it was probably then that I got back into it and thought, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I miss playing music. But I've always, I've always watched bands and... Listen to as much stuff as I possibly could. No, it lifts you up. Speaking of yeah. which, question I have here for you is when you do need cheering up, what music or what song would you listen to? In the days, I ended up being a rugby league player. And um, at that time, there was these funny little gadgets called Walkmans, which oh, you know, a lot yeah. of your students will need to research what one of those things is. Um, and I used to sit in the locker room before a game with ACDC blasting in my head. So I think that was probably music that right. inspired me to go out and hit people. Get very, you in the zone. Yes, very hard. Yeah. Uplift me. I don't know. I listen to Nat King Cole when I'm relaxing. Right, OK. So for me, he's the voice. I know yeah. some people think it's Frank Sinatra or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, Little Richard was the king of rock and roll and not yeah. Elvis, you know. Right. Um, uplifting stuff. I don't know, some of the old Beatles, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're pretty uh, That makes you feel sort of bouncy and happy, some of their stuff. I've got about four or five cabinets in one room of CDs, so wow. I just um, I go in and see what I haven't listened to for in a while, and I have that on in background, and some of that then becomes when I walk in the room to you mm. and say, right, Let's play this. So one of the ones that we're having to go at the moment is Gary Newman's Cars, which isn't exactly a guitar piece. So that enabled us to see if we could make something that was synthesised more rocky. Um, We've having to go, I think in one of the previous questions, we're having to go at ACDC's whole lot of Rosie, but making it a sort of boogie-woogie, smoky club kind of feel to it. And then one much more classic, um, Harvest Moon, which is much more sort of countryfied. And I think if we keep that sort of variety of of music going, it just makes it more interesting to learn. Um, it does. And we'll see next year what the next three will be. Indeed, yeah, yeah. this is a yearly thing now. Yes. Is there anything, uh, you know, any type of music that doesn't really float your boat? I'm not really into a lot of the chart music of the moment, what they call R&B. R&B is something different to me. Right, yeah, so R and B means something from the nineteen sixties yeah. sort of thing, but they seem to insist on calling it R and B. Not particularly into that, yeah. um, and uh, the sort of the mixing 
sampling stuff. Oh, it's right. like if you want to yeah. do something, be original. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it might not be very good, but at least you're being original. I'll never knock anybody for giving something a go, but just cut and pasting somebody else's stuff <laughs> um, doesn't really do it. And I think probably country and western, uh, the old sort of Tammy Wynette stuff rather than the yeah, because the, the sort Neil Young song. Yes, he's sort of like country Cash as well. Yeah. He kind of goes across the uh, <clears throat> a board for people's tastes. Really. But all the stuff, the melancholic stuff about my dog's just left me, and you know. Yeah, no, I know. I've just shot my mother-in-law. Um, that doesn't really do it for us. <laughs> um, who would you like the opportunity to play or write with, or and or write with, dead or alive? It's probably more likely. F- who do I want to play with? I would love to have been able to have drummed with Phil Collins, but he's, you know, he's got his problems with his back and everything nowadays. Guitar-wise, I'm not always sure that he's seen as a guitarist, but I thought when I saw him, he was fantastic. Prince. Oh, yeah, he's a phenomenal musician. You know, um, and I didn't know how I was going to take to him, to be honest. I was bought the ticket. My wife yeah. took me for, to see the show, and I walked away thinking, he's fantastic. Um, David Gilmore, I probably um, yeah. he's up there. I saw him again. Not a band Pink Floyd that I would have thought I would have enjoyed, but I thought their musicianship was fantastic. Um, I love watching uh, Jules Holland and his his orchestra. I think mm. they're just so talented across the piece. I'd be glad to play with anybody who put up with me. Is the honest answer, you know? What prized instrument or piece of equipment would you like to have, and why? I've always loved hollow body Gretsch guitars. Yeah. Purely from the look. Apparently they're a real bugger to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know why. I think maybe it's, it's um, the iconic image of some other rock and roll guitar yeah, players. Kind of nostalgic look. The, yeah. Uh, the um, and then that became... Uh, I listened to quite a bit from a guy called Brian Setzer, who was with the Stray Cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always just looked at that guitar and thought, that's a guitar, that is. Does, they do look nice. And some people yeah. are big into their strats, and some people are into their Les Pauls and stuff. I just look at the Gretsch and go, you know, one day. Yeah. One day. But I wouldn't want to pick one up or spend that kind of money if I couldn't do it justice. Um, I started off with you, not at an entry level, a piece of kit. Um, it was a little bit more expensive than that. And as you know... I sold that, and then I've gone the next step up. So I see one day the Gretsch has been, well, that's it. You know, we'll stop here then. You've arrived. I've arrived, yeah. Claims to fame. I, I went drinking with the Ramones. Wow. When I was a young boy. <laughs> and uh, They could drink. There was other things around as well as just drink, oh, but uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't partake. No, of course. The, yeah, it was just they were playing the Birmingham Odeon, and I found out where they were where they were staying and um, you know, ended up just in the bar with them and the road crew and so on and so forth. And the funny thing is, with that particular band, they became such a marketing vehicle, mm. you know? And I was in, not so long ago, 10 years ago maybe, coming back from work late at night, King's, King's Cross Station, and this bunch of young people hanging around and they all had Ramones t- T-shirts on. Yeah. And I was in a lift with Billy Connolly once, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you play the guitar, because obviously you play every day. I can tell you play every day. Practice every day, mate. 
You practice every day. Do yeah. you have a warm-up um, routine, as it were? Uh, scales. Scales. Tends to be. Um, plus, right. there were some tunes that we that we played at early doors when we started, um, and they're quite. You refer to them as stretchy. Yes. So, as in <laughs> physically, uh, your your first finger and your fourth finger are diametrically Either opposed. The fretboard. Yes. Yeah. And so. Um, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll just play those for probably the first two or three minutes just to loosen up a bit and yeah. then go to whatever we've been working on. That's good. Um, I tend to work in, um, or practice, sorry, not work, uh, practice in smaller blocks. I don't sort of sit down for an hour no. and do it. I sort of tune the, tune the guitar, do a little warm-up, do a bit of practice, and then I tend to sort of like leave it leave the amp on, leave the headphones on or whatever, maybe go and make a cup of tea or watch a bit of TV, then go back and do another five minutes, ten minutes, then leave it. And sort of by the end of the day, you've done about an hour, an hour and a bit. It's probably the best way, because uh, it can get frustrating, I think, if you're, if you're there and slaving over a piece. You, know, you don't want to get to a state where you feel as if you want to chuck the guitar at the wall. Yeah, and as you know, um, I've, I've struggled with some chords that you've challenged me to play. I've got I've got a dodgy first finger for those who are feeling sympathetic to me on the other end of this recording. <laughs> uh, so things like C and F were a yeah. bit of a challenge at first, and you sit there and you think I'm never going to get this. I'm just absolutely never going to get it. Yeah. I'm always you know mishitting a string or I'm mm. blocking out a string. And then eventually you go and make that last cup of tea and you sit down and suddenly you hit it and you think, what the heck have I done different yeah, than I, I was doing five minutes ago? But then it, then you go into autopilot. So, yeah. you know, C was always a challenge, and uh, one of the things that we mucked around with was crazy little thing called love, and um, so I'd use that as a bit of a warm up because this got a C in it, yeah. And I flick around the G, and I flick around the B, and I flick around the E, and that's you know that's just gets my. It is perseverance yeah. and not giving up, and um, yeah, you kind of go through walls, don't you? Of, of, of when you're learning, I think. There was moments where the guitar was going to go one direction and I was going to go another, uh, yeah. you know, um, and words were said. Yes. And your, and your name was mentioned on more than one occasion. But, uh, in such a loving manner. In such I'm a sure. loving, yes, a very caring manner. But as I say, I think if you sat there for the, for the hour, you'd just get frustrated with it. Uh, whereas walking away... It's sometimes the best thing to do. Oh, it definitely is. And then yeah. just to come back to it. So we've just started on learning on some bass. Mm. And I guess there'll be frustrations there. Already I can feel how how just the, the you know, yeah, the a depth. Different, a different the, beast. Yes, it's a different beast. Um, but again, eventually, it gets like muscle memory. When I was learning drums and stuff, then that's a lot of muscle memory. Uh, and now some of the guitar work that we do together becomes muscle memory. I know when I'm getting it right because you, you give me a strange blank look as if as if to go, <laughs> I don't believe you just did did that, that kind of look. That's me being encouraging. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's right. It, it, it does become, it becomes second nature. And then it's at a certain point is when you start thinking about it again that you actually can't play it because it has become so much like yeah. second nature. I mean, you don't think about how you walk or how you breathe. No. Um, and that's how it gets eventually with the guitar. Um, and then what do you hope to achieve in years to come? 
you, you mentioned the, the Gretsch. So I at that just, point, you're going to yeah. have your, your hair quiffed up. I haven't got any hair. Well, right, so, first, so, so first ambition, grow hair. Um, yeah. No, we've always said that this is all about fun for me. Yeah. Um, I've been in bands and I've done the politics of bands. No. And I don't. <laughs> I don't wish to return to it. No, um, so I just would like uh, to be able to be able just to pick up a guitar, hear a tune, mm. and then maybe give it a good cut at it. You know. Yeah. Um, we're getting. You know, some of it is falling into place already. It's the fact that you know. We spoke about Harvest Moon and I'm able to sort of rattle off. Well, I think it's about the D chord and I think it's about, you know, that's getting there. Yeah. It's a long way from proficient at it. Um, but it'd be nice just to be able to pick up a guitar and strum along and sing along. It's just mainly it's for friends and family. It's not about, I no. don't want to be in a band. No, you don't want to be... Uh, never say never, but I don't want to be, you know. Right. Now, when you first started looking around for a guitar teacher, I mean, obviously, you did a bit of research. Yeah. You're, I, I know you now as someone who does a lot of research on whatever subject or topic. Annoyingly, yes. Would you, yeah, no, it's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing to be thorough like that. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine you looked around quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, so why did you settle for, well, me, Carl, which uh, now will be embodied in tune school? In tune school. Um, so the first thing that I knew was that learning off the internet was gonna, wasn't going to be an option uh, right. because there's no interaction. Yeah. You, 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 know, you can't do it, can you? You can't, you can't have a laugh with somebody who's on YouTube, you know, not, not of the moment. Uh, neither can the person sort of look at what you're doing mm. and go, oh, yeah, I think, Ken, you, you need to get your knuckles further forward, something. That's the reason why you're not, yeah. you're not you know... What do you call it? From spiders on the string, or whatever That's you call one. it, you know, yeah. dancing around, dancing around. So, um, so that wasn't going to be an option, really. I think probably an awful lot of people that I spoke to who bought probably quite a reasonable guitar, which is now gathering dust. Um, they yeah. seem to have fallen into that trap. Yeah. So then you, so you decide, right? Okay, I want, I want, I want a tutor. Yeah. Uh, you look at. I looked around. And then you sort of look at what genres of music um, they are into mm -hmm. um, and perhaps how they approach teaching. So, again, for me, I did City and Guilds uh, with drumming at the Barbican. I didn't feel that I wanted to go down some very prescriptive, yeah. um, formulaic type approach. I right. wanted something that was more... Um, Organic, I suppose, you yeah, know, kind of chuck, intuitive, I, chuck ideas around and give it a go. Yeah. So the relationship between teacher and pupil would be all important. I sort of looked at the different players, say what their backgrounds were, what, what they liked playing, what their teaching methodology was, and yours seemed to come across, say, very much more as whatever you want it to be, flexible, um, not so much based on show and tell, but go away and think about something, you know, just much, much more interactive. And that's where I sort of landed. But it's creative. That's the thing about it, really, isn't it? It's, music is supposed yeah. to be creative. It's supposed to evoke an emotion. It's not a bunch of uh, techniques that are... Oh, there's some amazing technicians out there, but I wouldn't call them artists. And sometimes the best musicians, I think, can 
squeeze so much emotion out of one or two notes that someone who's a technician would struggle to do. Yes, and I guess when we've swapped notes on who you know who do you idolise as guitar players? Mm. I mean, there is there's one guy um, who I think is phenomenal as a guitarist, a guy called Steve Hackett, and he was originally with Idiom. And to mm. be honest with you, I walked away thinking, nah, glad I did it, ticking the box. He's fantastical, um, like classically trained guitarist. Yeah. But I felt, are you doing that because you can? It's felt very flowery and, yeah. and exaggerated. Whereas, well, you tell me how Prince did what he did. He mm. seemed much more, however he felt at the time, that's how he played the tune. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. I mean, you can tell me it's something totally different. And I tend to, I tend to side on that. I tend to think that's that's if I if I had that capability, which I never will, but if I had that capability, that's kind of how I'd like to be. That yeah. sort of what you know, what side of bed did you get out this morning? You know, and you yeah. play and you play it differently. You know, I think was it you told me BB King doesn't play chords. I don't believe he did. No, no, no you know, but yet you listen to him, mm. and you think, well, how, how's he? How's he? How's he doing that? You um, you encouraged me to look at Django Reinhardt. Yes. Uh, on a, I haven't got any of his stuff on no. CCD or vinyl, but I looked on it on YouTube and the way the way that he sits about it. So mm, quite incredible, really, considering he's um, well. He challenged you'd think physically. There were limi yeah, limitations, yeah. but yeah, you yeah. wouldn't think so listening to. Him. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm much more about um, people who play with a bit of feeling. Than I am who people who are tremendously technically brilliant. It is true, um, and I've said this quite a few times anyway. That it's um, all those things, theory, technique, are are great as long as it's the the cart that's following the horse. Yes, if and you've you've we've not always seen eye to eye on on um, theory. You know, you no. you you have made, ladies and gentlemen, he has made me. Yes. Uh, going to theory, but I understand the reason why you, you're making me do it because they are the building blocks. They are, but it isn't the house. No, it's not. Right. No. And so, um, armed with the conversations that we have had mm. uh, around theory, mm. um, it's now helping us a bit more. Like we were ch we were chatting today yeah. about the bass lines that yeah. go with you know um, go with the tunes that we're creating that's right yeah. um, go away go away Ken just stay away will you <laughs> go away Ken and uh, play it play it exactly the same notes Ken play it thirds play it fifths mm. see what it feels like and then I've come back to you with with one of them didn't I and I said, well, yes, I said you did, yeah. well I think the chorus sounds better like for like but I think the verse sounds better on a fifth mm. right and and it's emotive isn't it because I'm using the word, it's very it subjective. sounds. Yeah, exactly. It sounds better. Yeah, and it sounds better to me. Mm. And and you might listen to it and go, oh, what, what the no. heck are you thinking? Um, but it's that sort of the challenge of creativity that I think accelerates the learning. You know, it does. And the with regards to theory and techniques, they should be there as a as a toolbox to enable you to convey that um, emotion um, and be creative mm -hmm. well Ken thank you very much for your time you're welcome take care is now the right time to talk about fees ah oh, damn okay <laughs>
See you soon. Okay, take care.